Today is July 23rd, and this is Big Fish Small Pod. I'm A.T. Wardall, here with another 10 minutes to catch you up on this day in Miami Marlins. So again, today is July 23rd, and as such, it's a day that's going to be dominated again by trade talk. Tune into any major media outlet like MLB Network included. You'll see experts and analysts talking about potential trades, pitching, ideas, sending people across the country. And ultimately, what that is, is just part of the noise that it is to be a professional baseball player focused on the day at hand, the game at hand, amidst conversations all around. As deals may be lined up over the next week or so, let's take a look at today in Marlins baseball. Check in on the most recent major Marlins trade, see how Joe Panic and Andrew McInvale are performing. And before all that, just a stray detail from the Monte Harrison demotion the other day as he was sent to AAA to bring up Nick Neidert for Wednesday's start. Um, strategic move totally made sense, but uh, Craig Mish with the Miami Herald reported that there was actually an altercation between Monte Harrison and Starling Marte that went unreported to this point. Obviously, there's nothing that I can say about it. It's much too vague to really discern any information from it, but it's just a thing to note. Um, otherwise, the Marlins returned home yesterday to face the Padres for four games at Lone Depot Park. Actually, a, a great time to go down. After the late getaway game from uh, DC on Wednesday, we had the first of four in Miami. The Marlins lined up Anthony Bender to open and called up Jordan Holloway for a long outing in relief. Nick Neidert was sent down to facilitate that pitching plan. And the bullpen was distinctly used yesterday. Eight pitchers in all through for the Marlins, but the offense wasn't able to get more than two runs off of Padres batters. Blake Snell, the starter for the Padres, pitched well. Both of his breaking pitches were working for strikes and swings and misses. Um, his changeup also factored in. He stole just like three strikes, just froze batters, just three pitches, three called strikes. Adam Duvall was made to look just an absolute fool on some breaking pitches. Um, it was the San Diego Padres. You expect them to be a good team, and they were a good team, but they were not able to totally put the Marlins to bed. Um, they were able to score early as a passed ball by Jorge Alfaro, now his 10th of the year, as he failed to catch a pitch from Jordan Holloway in the second, helped runners move along and eventually... And Alfaro down the left field line, that'll get down and get to the wall. Brinson scores. Birdie's on his way to third, he is held there, and it's an RBI pinch hit double for Jorge Alfaro to give the Marlins the lead in the 10th. Only one of those runs scored on a hit as their offense was pretty much negated, scoring just three runs. Fernando Tatis Jr. was struck out three times by three different Marlins. 
but the offense was quiet for Miami until the 7th, as Isan Diaz led off with a double off of Blake Snell, who was then removed from the game for Austin Adams. Adams came in and hit John Birdie with a pitch uh, below the helmet on the back of his head as he turned to avoid the inside pitch. He was later diagnosed with a concussion, received a few stitches to the back of the head for some little lesions back there, and John Curtis came in to run. Obviously, all the best towards John Birdie, just a really scary moment, just what you do not like to see in the sport itself. Big Fish Small Pod is brought to you by 305 Candles. Get 10% off your entire order at 305candles.com with discount code FISHSTRIPES. But as the game continued, John Curtis came in to run. <laughs> kind of fun, he actually scored the first run of his major league career. Uh, just neat for a relief pitcher. Uh, Joe Panic though, kept the inning going. He had a single. 3-2 was the final. Marlins batters just had four hits in the game. A real theme throughout the organization has been a lack of hitting, as the Marlins themselves have failed to score runs, and a lot of their affiliates are towards the bottom of their respective leagues as well. Speaking of the minor leagues, uh, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp game was postponed last night due to weather, while in Pensacola, Jake Eater got the start for the Blue Wahoos. He wasn't as effective as he has been, allowed four runs in a little bit over four innings, six strikeouts, three walks, ERA still under two, so obviously no real setback, but, you know, just a start. Uh, Andrew McInville did also get into this game for the Blue Wahoo. The other part of that Adam Simber, Corey Dickerson trade, he's been good for the Blue Wahoos. His walk rate has been a little high. The offense did sport some pop as Blade hit a double, as did Nick Fortes. Um, Riley Mahan even had two doubles of his own. The team on the whole, the team on the whole scored three runs, while the Biscuits had five. In Beloit, MD Johnson got the start for the Snappers, and he's been great so far in high A. Last night, he allowed just one run in six innings, striking out nine batters. A, by all means, great start as another pitcher has seemingly emerged in this Marlins developmental system. He's shown refinement over his last three starts at high A since his promotion from Jupiter, where he's brought just more and more strikeouts as he's continued to pitch at the level. Obviously, high A, firmly in the professional leagues, this guy belongs and is making strides towards a promotion. Troy Johnston, on the other hand, has been in a slump for the month of July, hitting just 188. His high home run totals as a high A hitter are like a good positive note, but looking at his line, his ground ball rate has gone way up uh, from his promotion. That can be due to many things. Maybe there's just more break on these pitches. He's not quite making that ideal contact or just not getting that same 
lift. There's any number of things in a bridge of adjustments that could simply be made to just get him back on track as an emergent hitter in this Marlins system that certainly could use some more pop. Uh, checking in also with Victor Victor Mesa. He's hitting 388 after struggling in double A. Putting it back together with the step down the ladder. Further on in Jupiter, check in on the other Mesa brother, Victor Mesa Jr. And he extended his team lead with RBIs with three more on three hits. He's been pretty solid this season at still just 19, hitting in the mid 200s. It's hard to say that he's been fully a standout prospect, but at just 19, he's showing signs of life with the bat. Uh, Luis Palacios got the start as well and allowed just a single run and another good outing for him. The Complex League, Jose Salas, if you're looking that low, he's a name that you certainly know. He hit his first home run in the professional leagues yesterday. Just a fun benchmark too keep track of. Today, the 23rd, the Marlins will again face the San Diego Padres. Game time is set for 7-10 at Lone Depot. Zach Thompson gets the ball for Miami, facing Joe Musgrove for San Diego. Prior to the game, expect an announcement on a replacement for John Birdie, who will be headed to the uh, concussion IL, a seven-day stint on that, but a replacement will be up in the interim. Um, Stay tuned here on the podcast network to hear Eli talk more about Brian Anderson's upcoming reappearance at the major league level. His presence at the hot corner has been sorely missed for this Marlins team. That's all I have for now on Big Fish Small Pod. Signing off, it's AT Weirdall.